94.7 Kumu Kokua, because Kumu cares. we got your Kumu Kokua segment where we bring in Hawaii's leaders and experts to talk about the issues you care about during the COVID-19 crisis. And back for his Aloha Friday update, we are very honored to have once again the Lieutenant Governor of the State of Hawaii, Josh Green. Good morning, Doctor. Good morning. How are you? Okay. We're, we're really, really glad that you are joining us because this is kind of a pivotal time right now for, uh, obviously, for the nation, for Hawaii. And you were saying uh, just before we went on the air, you're getting some data right now. I know Hawaii is gearing up for the vaccination, like mass vaccinations, starting on Monday. Can you update us? I can update you for sure. Okay, so we've received, as you know, a total of 152,650 doses. That's 114,750 that were in uh, by early first part of the week and then 37,900 coming uh, yesterday and today. We vaccinated 50,000 people already. It was reported at 41,000 or some such number, but that, you know, that was six days ago. And so we're constantly vaccinating people. And now you're going to see two things happening. A lot of people from that first 50,000 individuals will be getting their second shot. That's healthcare workers and kupuna who are vulnerable in long-term care facilities. And I want to tell you, I was on Maui uh, visiting long-term care yesterday. They're getting their shots. They've got them right in front of me, which is amazing. And we also now launch these larger facilities. And the first one that will be very available to people all this next week, starting on Monday the 18th, which is um, Martin Luther King Day, run by Hawaii Pacific Health, is at Pier 2. So you should go to the Hawaii Pacific Health website and just Google Hawaii Pacific Health vaccines. I did it this morning at four in the morning to check that it was good. And you can find their form and you click and you make a, an appointment so that it's not, you know, so that it's not disorganized or uh, long lines. And people will now be in the thousands getting vaccinated. They'll ramp up as, as best they can this week. And Queens will be doing the same over at the Blaisdell. Now, let me be really clear about this. All of this is contingent on us getting enough vaccine, and I'm pressing as hard as I can for that. So is Director Char and the Gov, everybody. I just got word um, not five minutes ago that if things go well and this is the plan, we'll get 33,000 additional doses next week. Some are going for people's second shot, some for people's first shot. That will take us up to about 185,000 doses. And, you know, I know that there's the occasional critic out there about why haven't you used every single dose and why hasn't every single dose gone to someone who is very old. But let me explain that very clearly for people, because uh, I know most people understand this. Mm -hmm. One, when we schedule individuals for their second dose, like let's say someone is due next Monday, you can't just, you know, leave them in the lurch and, and have that dose go to somebody else that might schedule. You need to be somewhat uh, you have to somewhat plan for that. Otherwise, people will lose faith and they won't return for their second dose, which is what takes you from 52% to 95% immunity. So that's one part. The other part is we don't hear until Thursday at 1 p.m. at the soonest. That's the soonest we hear what we're going to get for the following week. So when you get a call or, you know, someone goes on TV with an advertisement and says, we just have to vaccinate everybody right now, all due respect we don't have that capacity. We have to wait for the federal government to tell us what they're giving us. Mm. And it's virtually impossible for me to say to dear friends over in D.C., hey, could you not give vaccines to the people in Maine because we want them in Hawaii? Now, believe me, I fight for us, and, and so does our congressional delegation and gov, but we just have to make sure we don't miss deadlines and we get these asks in. So 
it's really progressing, and next week will be great. And it won't, by the way, just be at Pier 2. Also, the, the uh, Department of Health continues to vaccinate a ton of people. For instance, at Windward, the Windward site, they've been doing something like between 450 and 650 people a day on a very regular routine. KCC, it's going on all across the state, uh, as you can imagine, mm-hmm. uh, for instance, Hilo Hospital, Kona Hospital, Maui Memorial. I was there yesterday. I believe they did 690 people. I, I mean, I'm making sure personally that this is getting done and we have great people on the job. I wish we could do uh, three times as many each week. That would be excellent. But they simply haven't sent us three times as many vaccines. Uh, our, our plan, and I'll shut up here, continues to be Kupuna first as the priority with those who are most vulnerable, which is healthcare people like critical care nurses and uh, people that are in the line of fire with COVID. And then all of the essential workers, we also still give the consideration if they're older to get them vaccinated first too. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is the plan. And if you're 75 or older, or if your parents are, go to that Hawaii Pacific Health website and sign them up for next week. Uh, Be patient, but it's going to continue to improve week over week. Got it. We're talking with Lieutenant Governor Josh Green about COVID-19. Um, Lieutenant Governor, so, and I hear everything that you're saying there. Can you respond, you know, the the feds had said, had ranked Hawaii fourth slowest, like like the fourth in the nation for being slow to uh, immunize the population. I actually uh, did hear, I think it was State House Speaker Scott Psyche talking about why weren't plans like solidified earlier to get vaccinations out immediately as soon as they hit the ground. Is that something that's on the health department or can you clarify that and respond to that? I can. Uh, well, the, there's probably some misunderstanding on the part of the federal government because we did not over report our vaccines that were given and we have we have several islands we've got four counties all on different islands that have to get back to us about exactly how many people have been vaccinated so we only want to report what we can absolutely verify which was 26,000 at the time though at that point 40,000 people had been already vaccinated Mm -hmm. and given the number of vaccines we had that takes us up way higher as far as ranking I'm not going to say we're the best we're certainly not the worst but we're also not reckless we, we've been focusing in a balanced way on, number one, having the lowest rate of COVID in the country so people don't catch COVID. And you can't throw everything out as far as plans and to just race ahead to try to super vaccinate a population when they haven't sent you the vaccinations. Now, I, I'm not interested at all in, um, in any kind of criticism of the speaker or, or other congressional people. It's just not what I do. I'm focused completely on getting us through the vaccination process safely. And look, it's pretty challenging when you send vaccines 3,500 miles across the country and the ocean, and then we have to send them often in turn across the ocean again to secondary sites at 70 degrees below zero mm-hmm. Fahrenheit, and then vaccinate people when they're living you know, 60 miles away in Kau. I mean, there are some challenges being at the end of the earth, but we're doing very well. By the end of this week, we will have vaccinated well more than 50,000 people, but we're not going to race to juice our books and just to show off about it. We're going to actually do it safely so people don't have allergic reactions and die. So, I mean, I'm really focused on doing the proper things to get people vaccinated. Mm-hmm. It's usually a, uh, a game where people try to, um, I guess, overrepresent what they've done. And our Department of Health is just not into that. 
Now, do I want more updated numbers? Of course I do. And we will get a lot more vaccination by percentage than other states do now that we're ready to do our second shot and we're going to get this additional 33,000 doses in the coming week. Mm -hmm. But, you know, a lot of that is um, showmanship, you know, at the federal level when they talk about those things. I was very glad and grateful that uh, Representative Psyche worked with HPH in Queens, as was many people or many people in DOH and me to get these sites going. But as you can see, even Queens is not going to start that larger site until the 25th because we just don't have the guarantee that the federal government has enough vaccine for us to to justify a big site. Mm-hmm. Next week will be great, though. It will be great because Hawaii Pacific Health, again, with the help of the speaker and Department of Health guys and everybody, will get a few thousand extra people vaccinated each day. And that's a good thing. So as long as people are somewhat calm, this is going to go well. We don't want what they had in Florida, which is they did squeeze some extra vaccines into people, but they did it because people stood in line for 12 to 24 hours, probably COVID in the process. Certainly affected their health if they were 76 years old, sleeping out like they were waiting for concert tickets. Okay, so that's not the Mm -hmm. best approach. Uh, The best approach is to just be steady week over week and not spread COVID among your people. And by the way, uh, to add to that, uh, if I understand correctly, uh, starting with that peer to vaccine administration, that is by appointment only, right? So people are not standing in line endlessly. Thank you for that. That's right. Yes. It's by appointment only. And when we've run this by appointment only pod, say at Windward, it's been incredible. Almost no wait at all. It's a really amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Plus, it gets faster for the second shot because the first shot requires that you sign in and register with an incredible amount of information. The second shot, though, you just breeze in because you got your card and you're already in the system. So you can expect a lot more uh, rapid, uh, rapid doses to be delivered as people are getting their second shot. And I'll just say this as a small additional positive for the future. When the Johnson Johnson vaccine comes, which is apparently going to be a single shot, mm-hmm. a lot of people for that, although we need to see the numbers that that it works adequately. But I will not be surprised if it's well over 70 percent effective and a lot of people simply opt for that one shot. So yeah. there's there's lots to share uh, the um, the numbers are that was an absurd report from the federal government. Uh, and though I have a ton of respect for the, the national news, like at Wall Street Journal and, and New York Times. The uh, that's like reporting on election results when two percent of the results are in. When <laughs> you just have no idea got it, who's got going it. off yeah. the vote. Mm-hmm. So you ask me again when eighty percent of the results are in, and I will tell you that Hawaii kicked. You know what? <laughs> I hope so, and we we hope to continue uh, to kick. You know what? <laughs> so I have a question, real fast. Yes. So it's done by appointment only. Mm-hmm. How are appointments made? Is it all made online? Is it made over the yeah. phone? Uh, a li- mostly online. Uh, they have an online forms to fill out. Okay. They do have some call, uh, call capacity. And I know that our Kupuna might not always want to do stuff online with forms. I get that. So I, I would tell people out there, if you can, go, you know, sit with your, sit with your mom or dad. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you're 45 or 50 and they're 75 or plus and um, help them through that if that, if that suits you. Uh, and that would be very helpful uh, there. But like I said, you can call, for instance, at some of the sites, they are setting aside time that you can, you know, you can just give the initial sign up, but you need help doing the rest of the form. The forms are not complicated, by the way. 
you have to answer a few questions about whether or not you've had allergic reactions, obviously whether you've had the vaccine yet, your age, and then you get signed up. But sometimes I know these websites are are not self-explanatory. So uh, get a little help. Also, uh, some of the elder services are, are helping um, our, you know, our senior sites, AARP and others are really weighing in. All good. Uh, but have your family help best you can. And then, yes, if you show up and you've got an appointment, but you haven't finalized all of your paperwork, they'll help you with, they'll have iPads there and they'll, nice. you know, mm-hmm. they'll be doing it. By the way, that was one of the reasons that it was a little bit slow to choose the site. And that's because we had to have good um, Wi-Fi support and we didn't have perfect Wi-Fi in a couple of places. There was some consideration that maybe we should have done it at um, some of our other large facilities, like the convention center, which is, in my mind, terrific. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, these are things that are going to continue to be options for us. They, they're very well run at the convention center, and they've got capacity for these kind of events. Uh, but we trust to all these different places. We're also looking at West, UH West. As a site over time, that would be very good. I know the directors talked uh, with those folks. So mm-hmm. as long as people understand there's going to be more and more options each week, I hope they'll be happy. Uh, but in the meanwhile, wear masks, socially distance until you're vaccinated. And then after that, still wear masks and socially distance until we feel safe and we're out of the woods. Yeah. As a follow-up to all these questions about vaccines, um, uh, definitely uh, after I get off the air with the lieutenant governor, we will uh, uh, work with him to get the links so that people know exactly where to go uh, to sign up for the immunization clinics that are coming up. In the meantime, um, Lieutenant Governor, we have a question from one of our listeners, Lois. She is asking about if you are someone who already has been tested positive for coronavirus, and I guess in theory you have some level of immunity, is it still recommended that you get the vaccine. I mean, right now in Hawaii, we've had more than 23,000 people who have had positive tests. There are probably more people than that who may have had it and and just didn't get tested. But at least 23,000 people have had positive coronavirus tests here. Should they get vaccines? Yes, they should. And they they should just go based on the the, uh, schedule, which is right now uh, Kupuna 75 plus and frontline essential workers those are the two groups that need to go right now although Mm -hmm. we will expand to 65 to 74 quickly and that's of course a priority for us and the federal government so that's the approach if if uh if we're looking at the guidance that came out from the cdc they're saying once you've been 90 days out there's no guarantee that you have any immunity so certainly if you've been more than 90 days out just go and get vaccinated if you're in that stage. Mm-hmm. If you've just gotten sick and you're still having symptoms, we don't recommend it. Uh, but once you're cleared, we recommend people go get vaccinated. I was one of those people. I was about 100 days out after having had COVID. And as I was heading to an ER shift, they asked me to go get vaccinated in case. Mm. In case that I again or in case that I could spread it So uh, from a new infection. So. That's the that's the right approach. We don't have recommendations for really one group yet, and that is uh, children under 16. 16 and older have all been approved based on the science. I'm hearing some preliminary talk that they now feel comfortable that they're going to be able to go down to age 12. Uh, a lot of 13, 14-year-olds are like young adults, basically. But uh, that is the kind of the evolving uh, advice. Mm-hmm. And I'll keep giving you I talk to these officials really frequently, and we have a lot of good people in our Department of Health that do as well.
Uh, Lieutenant Governor, can you talk about now these variants uh, of COVID-19 that are popping up? So we've known about the UK version, the South African version, and now uh, some stories are breaking about um, a new strain of COVID-19 that has been found in the U.S. that's more contagious than those. Um, What are we seeing here in Hawaii? Are we seeing these strains pop up here and where are they coming from? So we have not seen... uh or confirmed any of these strains as of my last conversation with Dr. Desmond, which is a couple days ago. So no confirmation. We do have the capacity to analyze our cases and get the genetic uh, analysis of them. That tells you what strain it is or whether it's one of those strains. So we've been lucky so far. They have popped up across the country. And the reason is because now that we're over 92 million confirmed cases globally, and I want to be very clear, I'm sure there are at least three times that. So there's 300 million cases some that never got diagnosed, mm-hmm. they were in far reaches of the countryside and what have you. That's every time someone's got a case of COVID and that virus is replicating and you get sick, it has an opportunity to mutate. And so it becomes a probability circumstance where when there's hundreds of millions of cases of something, anything that's viral, it can mutate and then catch on. And the ones that are more infectious but less lethal tend to evolve and spread. Uh, cases that are more lethal die out, but they die out at a great cost because they take their host with them. That's the you know the person that we love who caught it. Mm-hmm. So why you see more rapidly spreading uh, variants or, or mutations, mutants uh, happening more often. It also speaks to the urgency to get vaccinated. And it's why, you know, at 150,000 doses in state, I hope that we will push. Usually our goal should be to push up to at least two thirds at all times of the doses we've got in state that by the next week we get done because that gives us enough capacity to always be ready to give the second shot as it comes up, not alienate anybody who's gone through the process, plus add the new doses, which we're feeling should be at least 30,000 plus a week for just these two companies. And that should double when we get two more companies. So because these strains are out there, let's not mess around everyone. Let's go get our vaccine. If we believe in it, if Mm. you don't believe in the vaccine, I respect that. I mean, people have to make their own mind up. I think it's dangerous, though, because this vaccine is very innocuous. I mean, it's just not that big a deal. A lot of people are taking it. I haven't heard anybody have a big problem with it at all. Um, and I, I took it, and people I care deeply about, who I work as colleagues in the ER and surgeons and, and nurses all over the state, no one has told me they had a problem. So I do know that they now feel that they're safer around their patients and their families. Mm. And it's pretty important, I mean, in my mind. So oh, sure. uh, let's see before we get an outbreak. We, you know, our positivity rate's been decreasing, which is good, because that tells me we've not seen a surge, say, of the B117 uh, variant from Great Britain. Mm-hmm. That, you know, if we were seeing high positivity rate surges, I would wonder. So I think we're fine here, but it's because the Safe Travels Hawaii program is held. I mean, testing people before they come, I don't care what people will say. It gives you an extra level of protection. I want to tell you, you'll be the first to hear it. We now have over a million people that have traveled. A third of them have been our returning family members uh, seeing one another who they've missed for a year. Kids coming to see their parents and grandparents, you know, and us going to the mainland. And the other two-thirds of travelers so that we don't have people losing their homes and, and being hungry. So we've had a million people exactly, this is three months to the day from the opening of the safe travel program, which was mm. on October 15th, we crossed 1 million. We have not seen case levels like the mainland at all. Every other state is worse than us, if I may. 
um, and God bless them because it's hard out there, yet we're doing okay. So this is the time. These next six weeks, I want to vaccinate all of our highest-risk people, which is very possible. That's a, that's a population number of about 200,000 people. Just to remind people, because I don't know that people know this number, we have 109,000 kupuna that are 75 and older and 148,000 kupuna who are 65 to 74. And those guys are right up next. And we get through that in the coming, you know, February and then March, we're looking real good. So we can get through this better than anyone else, but we still have to keep our guard up just enough. We'll watch the strains. We'll try not to attack one another since we're all on the same team, is my understanding, <laughs> uh, to care for one another here. And then normalcy can begin. And I, I think you might want to talk about normalcy with your people. Yeah. Are you still calling for cause A week ago, you were calling for the two-week pause on social gatherings. Do you feel we're past the worst of what we were fearing the holiday bump was going to be? Or, you know, can we kind of relax? Do we still need that two-week pause, do you think? Well, that certainly worked. I mean, it, we're, we're mm-hmm. a week into it, right? I, I called for it, I think, on a Wednesday. And, mm-hmm. and you know, as an emergency person, you call for an emergency, you don't wait two days to start dealing with the emergency. You know, someone's bleeding out of there arm you sew it up you know and that's what was going on so uh metaphorically but the the truth is we are we'd be good to have one more week of of minimal social gatherings that's very helpful because it prevents the mayors from having to deal with the potential for changing their tier system we have seen a a pretty significant decline day over day with one day exception we got it we got yesterday about 50 extra cases Mm -hmm. because again we had our tests come in finally from the weekend but the positivity rate was lower. The average case count for this last week is way lower than it was, you know, seven days ago, which is really good. So, yes, we should still have one more real quiet week socially. I'm not saying we should suddenly have, you know, another New Year celebration afterwards. We should then just settle back into our lives again. But it would be great if people had a quiet weekend. Uh, watch the football games. Though only I understand only boring lame teams are still in the playoffs, but... Except for that, you know, and watch football, you know, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. have a soda or a different drink and popcorn and pizza and all the junk food you can manage. But don't party and spread COVID because we're doing so well. You were just referring to, you know, people, uh, how they can continue to stay in their bubble and, uh, you know, stay safe and not spread COVID. So much fatigue still for so many people. When do you think some semblance of normalcy will come back for us? July 4th. I think I think I, I put that marker out there because that will have given us a, a full six months to vaccinate people. And okay. we will have vaccinated a huge percentage of our population that wants it. Also, summer is better in general. In general, as you recall, uh, March, April, May, June, we had pretty low numbers of COVID here mm-hmm. until we had a, a, a brief explosion on July 4th. We'll still have to be careful not to repeat that. But by then, most of our people will have, have become immune uh, from the vaccine or from, uh, from herd immunity, mm-hmm. most of our people, not all. So I won't say it will be normal, but it will be a heck of a lot more, more normal than it's looked like in the past several months. So that's my hope and, and goal. I hope it doesn't have to get spread out to Labor Day, but it might take a little longer. But each month it's going to get safer here as long as we keep the lid on overall and we get vaccinated somewhat efficiently. So each month will be safer 
February will be safer than January. I can tell you April, May will be way safer than it is today. Mm. And, and that means that come summertime, it'll be good. Now, that will also be accompanied by other news. Most of it's good, which is our economy will be a lot better. And there'll be a lot less struggling uh, going on for our families. And that's another marker of normal, not just going out to have fireworks, although you can kind of get fireworks from your home these days, it seems. But, um, <laughs> you know, fireworks out there and, and people gathering, it'll be a lot safer. I would expect people will be able to safely do some picnicking and, and being with a lot of their, their friends and family because they're safer mm-hmm. and immune. Oh, that sounds like a dream. I hope we get there. I hope we get there by summer. That would be awesome. Thank you so much, Lieutenant Governor Josh Green. Thank you. Yeah, and you guys have been great. So thank you for sharing. Share those websites with people. You know, I checked at hawaiipacifichealth.org. If you go there, you can click on their vaccine link real fast. And I'm sure that Queens will have something uh, very similar for their organization. And then go to hawaiicovid19.com, where we'll be assimilating all of the information for all of the pods across the state. Okay. And hopefully that will give people an organized way to get vaccinated and just continue to stay safe and care for each other, guys. We're going to be okay. All right. Thank you so much, Lieutenant Governor Josh Green for Kumu Kukua right here on 94.7 Kumu.